Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Thundercats! Thundercats! Very nice. Thundercats! Oh! Or, I hope you're uh, proud of yourself. I am. Or maybe Samurai Pizza Cats. No, uh, I'm I, joking. I want the audience to know we went back and re-recorded this. Yes. So yes. you could say Thundercats. So I can make that joke. Are you happy? Uh, no. All right. No, because I still have to watch Tiger Tiger and report on it. <laughs> No, but we're talking about Batman, the animated series. This podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. And across the table from me, my co-host, drinking from a saucer, jumping all nimbly bimbly from tree to tree, right meow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's Jordan Hugh. Uh, and seated across the table from me, he's the all butthole edition of the <laughs> Batman Tasticast. He's great. It's Mike Staub. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 42 of Batman the Animated Series. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger uh, spelled with Ys. Uh, you were to reference, of course, the Blake poem. The Blake poem, which we talked about at the end of last week's episode. We did a bit, yeah. We did a little bit. And uh, Tiger, Tiger is an episode that is weird. <laughs> it's um, an episode. And what's really weird about this episode is that it was broadcast order number 30, so they bumped it up 12 episodes. I would love to know the reasoning why. I couldn't Selena find Because Selena Kyle's why. in the show. That's why, right? Yeah, it's because they're trying to make her a bigger character, though well, this is the worst episode with her in it. Yeah, it's probably... I mean... What, of, what competes? Nothing she's been in has been good. N- that's true, but this is the worst. The worst, yeah. definitely. I mean, this definitely. is even behind Cat Scratch Fever, which oh, is already bad. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is It is real bad. Uh, this episode is directed by Frank Power and written by Michael Reeves and Randy Rokel, and the teleplay is by Sherry Wilkerson. I've never seen so many people fuck up one episode. How come? That happens a lot it on this show. I actually think the trend is because an episode's in trouble, yeah. and they just keep piling more people on top of it, but no one can help. But then you get into a situation where it's really too many cooks. But this episode doesn't even suffer from that. The episode's just bad. It's just a bad episode. The concept is bad. Well, yeah. And I will say this much about it. My initial thoughts in the episode are that it's not good. Not good. I think that's your initial thoughts as well. How do you feel about Tiger Tiger Burning Bright? I just, I don't know if I can conceive of a version of this story that would be good. No. Like, a lot of times you and I like to sit here and play script doctors, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we would say, oh, this is okay, this would be better if X, Y, Z. Yeah. There's no version of Tiger Tiger that works for me. No. I guess it's kind of a cool idea to have, you know, folks transforming into animals against their will. Like, that's been done. That's a thing. I feel like that happens in most comic books. Now we get two episodes like that back to back. I know, I can't believe I can't also... believe they stacked the Animal People episodes, dude. I know. We... Listeners, we typically record like two at a time, so we're also doing um, Moon of the Wolf next. Moon of so, the Wolf! <laughs> so fucking somehow we got stuck recording the cat episode and the dog episode back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, transforming into something against your will, like that is the hallmark of like 30s horror, you know, Universal Monsters, all that stuff is, is great. Um, you know, it's the whole thing. It's like the fly. Actually, yeah. like a fly type episode of this yeah, would be yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, man, um, if he fights a giant fly man. Well. Like Baxter Stockman. Oh, boy. Yeah. This, <laughs> there's just. So, in other words, in, as a script doctor, like as pretend script doctors, there's nothing I could change to make the episode good. That said, I do think the episode does have a redeeming feature. I think Tigress is actually a pretty good character. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And I do feel bad for him at the end of the I, episode. To, yeah. But in the same way that I feel bad from the equivalent characters in The Island of Dr. Moreau, which this whole yes. thing is based yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like well acted. Jim Cummings does a good job with him. You know, Jim Cummings is all over this episode. I know. It's, it's, like, this is all Cummings and Welker, this yeah, whole episode, it's right? It's whole, no, I think it's all Cummings. Oh, it's all just Cummings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cummings is all over this episode. I, is it because he was Tigger? I mean, he's also Pooh, but he's, he's Tigger. Like, maybe. Honestly, Cummings is just, like, <laughs> he's one of, like, the legendary voice yeah, actors. Yeah. It's like him, Welker, Castellaneta, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. those, they're like the the A-list of... Mel Blanc was probably dead by the time the show came out. Probably had passed away already. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. they are the A-list of, yeah, yeah. of voice actors. They're in, like, let's say the top 20 of, yeah. like, all-timers, right? So many of those are in this series. I include, of course... Um, our own Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill oh, in yeah. that. Um, yeah. But, Billy um, West. And... Yeah, Cummings is just like a legend. He's actually appeared very briefly for us before on this show. So yeah. he's one of Andrea Romano's people. He just happens to also be fucking Winnie the Pooh. But sometimes he's also Tigger. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's all right. It's hard to do a good Tigger. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah. Anyway, anyway um, those are my initial thoughts. I don't think I have anything more specific other than that. This whole episode is very cringy and weird. Yes. And um, yes. I, oh. I kind of, I'll be honest, I'm sorry if there's someone out there that really likes this episode. I kind of couldn't wait for it to be over. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, cringy is definitely part of it. Yeah. Do you know like when you're watching something, you just like, you keep hitting the button to see like yeah. how much fucking longer yep. is this episode? Yep. Every like, time I... I... And this was a one and done. Yeah. I did not watch this episode twice. I was done. I had to. So You didn't have to. It's hard for me to watch an episode once and get the notes. But every time I paused it to get notes for the episode, uh, I definitely kept looking at the clock. Yeah. I was I, a lot of sighing from me. Yeah, Let's put like, it that way. Oh, like, you have Catwoman. She's been so underused and misused throughout this whole series. And now you have another episode that can focus on Catwoman. And instead of focusing on Catwoman, the character, you just turned her into a Catwoman. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the best thing we could say about this episode is that, well, and the next episode. These are just, it's two for the furries. Yep. 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 So there you go. Well, we all know that the Sonic the Hedgehog and Star Fox fan bases um, very much championed the furry movement of the 90s into into the 2000s so um, i gather this was probably couldn't have been not, an awakening moment not for some kink people. shaming anybody this is just no, a real no, real bad either. episode i'm just saying i'm pretty sure that's that's what we're talking about here <laughs> right okay. anyway anyway i think it's bad um i just also want to say like obviously you brought up that it's it's clearly clearly with like without a doubt based on the hg wells novel story mm-hmm. the island of dr moreau right where there's an island on the island. The doctor is making human-animal hybrids. Have you seen the movie version of that from the 90s with no, Marlon Brando and no, Val Kilmer? No. Oh, that movie's fucking wild, dude. I gotta see it. David Thewlis is in there. Feruza Balk, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That movie's fucking insane. It's insanely bad as yeah. well. Yeah. It's just... I don't think I've seen anything like it. I, I want to say this. I'm going to say this cautiously. I'm sort of fascinated with that movie. That's fine. And how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm there with it. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, I was not fascinated by this episode. No. Uh, it's just plain bad. But that follows a trend that it seemed like every cartoon of the 80s and 90s would ultimately at some point go on a little bit of a of a streak where they would take public domain stories and make yeah. episodes about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Mario Brothers cartoon, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I'm sorry. Right. Was, yeah, was famous course. for this. 
one of which I had on tape called like Adventures in Cramalot, where it was pretty much just <laughs> Knights of the Round Table. Okay. But it was with Mario and his friends because they wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have to pay for the rights. I don't think I always hate those ideas. I no. hate this idea. Yeah, this idea is terrible. So also the the island itself is ridiculous. It's just like yeah, we're oh, it's an island off the coast. Off the coast of fucking what? Yeah, you're in Gotham City. Yeah, it's Where's a, this tropical island it's coming from? It's a jungle from? island. Yeah, fucking it's, assholes. Yeah, it's a jungle island off the coast of Gotham. Who knows? Apparently, Gotham's <sighs> yeah. climate has every. Gotham can be anywhere. Yeah, Gotham it's is like Springfield. Yep, <laughs> it's it's yep. wherever you need it to be. Yep, it's and with the with the theme song by Danny Elfman. So, <laughs> once again, uh, we've got Cat Catwoman as a Catwoman, uh, and they don't even they don't even keep her color scheme. They just flat out make her like a Tiger Woman. There is a DC character that they could have used instead of Catwoman. Couldn't they just use, like, what's her name, Tigra or something like that? Does she do the same thing? She tries to turn people into animals? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, then they couldn't have used her. Well, no, but I mean, couldn't she have been the... Oh, I guess it wouldn't have had the same impact on on Batman. Because Batman, you know... Yeah, his his investment comes from that he's in love with Selina, so he wants to save her. Um, Okay, so I wanted to talk about Tigress a bit. Um, yeah, I think Tigress is a the great... only character with any integrity in this episode. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I think he's he's awesome. He's a good character, like you said. I do ultimately feel bad for him. At yes, the we end. will never see him again. No, no, he's gone. Well, he he just stayed on the island. Yes, very sad. He's a one and done. Yeah, yeah. He's a very sad... actually very similar to our next episode. Yeah, yeah. He's a very sad cat character. Yeah. And meow But my question here is that like. Is Tiger supposed to be someone? Or was he like genetically made in a test tube by Dr. Dorian that's, to be a cat that, man? That's it. Yeah. So whereas Selena was once, you know, Selena Kyle. So the cat version of Selena is still the same person technically. And I guess maybe the ape man character oh, was once a person listen, as well. Listen, Garth. Garth, yeah. Garth is... It is... seems to be that Tigris is totally his own creation. Yeah. He was not a person originally. He's a new species. He's like a perfect, perfect, right. like that's his Because like, his quote unquote father, uh, Dorian or whatever the hell his name Dr. is. Dr. Dorian. Dr. Dorian um, is not really his father. It's a test tube type thing. It, and which is the same thing they used to call Dr. Moreau, by the way. Yeah. They called him father as well. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. this is a direct retelling. I feel like a lot of this stuff is very much like that era of sci-fi like a lot of mm. these characters, a lot of this stuff, you get a little bit of the most dangerous game in there. You get a little bit of there is that, Island yeah. of Dr. Moreau. You get a little bit, I mean, is Dorian a nod to Dorian Gray? I don't really know. He doesn't, he's not like him at all, but like maybe that's where they got you the know, name from. I understand. Like, League the, of Extraordinary like the sort of Victorian yeah. era of science fiction, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that seems like that's what they're going for. Um, and it's sure. bad and it fails. Uh, and, you know, obviously we got a tip of the cap to Jim Cummings. We all grew up with Jim Cummings as Winnie the Pooh for the most part. That's yeah. pretty much where most of us would recognize him from, Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. And it's just kind of cool that he ends up playing a bunch of animal folk uh, in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, there is not much IMDb trivia here. I feel like we already mentioned most yeah, of it. we did mention most of it. Um, obviously, it takes the... The name Tiger Tiger comes from the William Blake poem, which at the end of it, we hear Batman recite the first stanza, which is uh, hilarious. And um, while the episode is primarily based on the island of Dr. Moreau, uh, Dr. Emile Dorian bears a striking resemblance to Dr. Pretorius from The Bride of Frankenstein and has a very similar role to the character from that 1935 film. Yeah, I'm embarrassed to admit I've never seen The Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, Either have I. So So, I'm not great on... I would not have got that. Horror is a genre that I found 
in probably the last, like, I got more into in, like, the last 10 to maybe 12 years. I've been into it for a long time, but I, I rarely go back yeah. and watch classic horror. Me I'm not like an Evan friend of the show, Evan Ellen. I'm not like an Evan who, like, will be like, oh, I'm going to put on a movie tonight. Let me watch... You know, this 1941 German horror I have respect for that, I don't know. Much respect. <laughs> or whatever yeah. he's watching, I don't know. A few years ago, Amanda and I tried to do this thing. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard, uh, Amanda's been on the show once, I believe. Um, we try to watch... She'll be back. She'll be back. Yeah, I think we're going to... Very soon, I think, too. Um, every October, we try to do like a horror movie every night. Mm, or yeah, some sort of horror, I, do, I do something similar. Some sort of horror related thing every night. So it could be an episode of a TV show, it could be a it could be a movie. And uh, a few few years ago I was like, let's go through some of the classics and we watched uh, The Wolfman and, you know, Frankenstein because when you hear directors talk about these movies, they're always coming up as like these are important films for them. You know, uh, we talk about Del Toro quite a bit and uh, Del Toro talks about Frankenstein. And uh, Frankenstein's, you know, for its time, excellent, obviously, with the makeup and all that stuff. But at the same time, I haven't seen The Bride of Frankenstein, so maybe it's something I should watch. Yeah, I, look, it's kind of always been unofficially on my list, but I've just never gotten around yeah. to it. I yeah, think yeah. maybe this year's the year. Maybe maybe this year we do all the classics. Let's do it. Maybe when I do a Halloween... We're not going to do that. We'll be very bored. Maybe when I do a Halloween party, I can put it on the big screen, just run the classic horror movies. I think that's great. Here's the problem with doing that. We will not watch the movie. We will be attending the party. But it'll be in the background. But we're not, no one's going to watch it's it. It's cool. Okay. Do it's a you, good backdrop. You know Do what you fucking want. That's how about right. that? All right. Hey, hey. Oh, how about it's this? It's your party, and you could bride if you want I to. I can bride if I want to. All right. It would happen. It could, I could bride, too, if it happened to you. Mike, right. I think it's it's time for it's the It's time to do time that. Time for the deep a, dive. See, I'm sorry. We've been going off on tangents because I'm I'm avoiding I'm trying to avoid this. Meow, 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 Okay, we get the opening, which is probably the best part of the episode. Um, and then we you mean the title card. The title. Oh no! Card. No! 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 no. The, the normal opening. opening. The normal opening that we say, see. Title card's not that good. This is one of the worst title cards. It's okay. fine. First of all, we get a title card. We see a jungle or a forest with what appears to be. Now, listen. If you're looking at this, right, and we'll talk about this in the next episode. Tigris is on it, but he definitely looks like a wolf man. Howling at the moon. Correct. It looks he Tigris looks like a wolf man. He yeah. looks like a werewolf. Yeah, he looks like a werewolf. But so only, I know he's a cat, but yeah, doesn't look like it. Then we see Tiger Tiger is is written in what I can only describe as like the papyrus font. That is the papyrus font. Meets yes. like the Avatar font. I saw it and I was like, oh, this is like yeah, Egyptian font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats in Egypt, I guess. I, I don't I, fucking. Know. I don't know. It's bad. Um, we see that the story is by Michael Reeves and Randy Rogel. I, Randy Rogel, I think, has done some stinkers, too. Uh, and the teleplay is by Sherry Wilkerson, and it's directed by the powerhouse Frank Power, and he couldn't save it. I like a lot of Frank Power episodes. I will say that the rest of the company here, they this is like the B team. Yep. It, they feel like the B team. Yep. Uh, Bruce Tim's like, what fucking thing do we have to do? Oh, the cat one. Fucking get Frank Power. Yeah, Frank. Oh. You guys have to do that. Randy Rogel, you're fucking writing this shit. No, it's no Boyd Kirkland. I'll tell you. It's no Boyd Kirkland. No Kevin Altieri. <laughs> That's right. All right. So we, uh, we see the moon shining brightly over the Gotham Zoo. We see a tiger in the pen. And the uh, night guardsman is making the rounds. I believe this is the same night guardsman <sighs> yes. that we will see in Moon of the Wolf. This is John Hamner, yep. recurring series character John Hamner, who is just a security guard at the Gotham Zoo, which is a very dangerous place to work, as we will see again in next week's Moon of the Wolf. Do you think Gotham should have a zoo? Uh, I don't Does think that Go fall under amusement? I think Gotham should have very little. Yes. Because they seem to be able to protect none of it. 
and it all becomes something for a supervillain. So then we hear and see Selena Kyle exit from the trees and walk up to the pen. She talks to the tiger. Hello, handsome. It's criminal to keep you locked up like this. All right. Uh, clearly, oh, so, you know, at least Selena and I have the same opinion about zoos. I think zoos are fucking miserable yeah, places. Yeah, Do you yeah, like yeah. zoos? Mm, I've been to the zoo. So have I many times. Yeah, you know, when... It's cool to see the animals. I understand that zoos sometimes do good things for, like, there are certain animals that can't survive in the wild anymore, and raising them in captivity is a good thing. I'm not an animal rights guy, but I've heard an argument from both sides whether, like, hey, sometimes these zoos, like, actually save these animals. Totally. I have heard that as well. I've also heard that a lot of that is, like, basically zoo propaganda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, we can't not run the zoo, so we're just going to make believe all the animals well, are endangered. Like, for example, like, I think some zoos are actually doing good like humanitarian well it's not humanitarian but like they're doing good like whatever is the right word ecological well, I don't know what they're doing good work but then you have like white post farms which is like right down the block that has a giraffe yeah that seems weird or like the tiger king well or like that well he went to jail for yeah well other things but that too yeah, yeah well he's never going to recover financially from this so well, definitely not now so, um, clearly, uh, Selena sees a cat in, in captivity. She's not happy about it. Uh, we see a pair of hands from, from the brush uh, behind where Selena is currently standing. As Selena laments about the tiger, we see those hands from the trees load what appears to be like a tranquilizer dart into a sniper rifle. He then shoots Selena with the dart. She pulls it out, and then this guy hops down from the tree and they square off once again this is a world that knows selena kyle is catwoman like yeah, we so know she knows yeah she's not she does not have a secret identity anymore. no 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 then we hear jim jim cummings voice um easy lady just relax and her vision wait he's he's garth also yeah 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 yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like all that. of them i'm pretty okay. sure he's all of them yeah wow as uh as her vision start to blur um she's fighting off this trank we see the man close up, and he's a gorilla man. But not the gorilla man. He's just a gorilla man. He's not Grodd. He's not Grodd. This episode would have been way better if Grodd was behind all of it. Oh, God, yeah. I love Gorilla Grodd. We'll see if we ever cover Brave and the Bold. Dude. <laughs> we get that far. Grodd is like one of those characters. He's just, he's just a super smart gorilla. Well, that's a very you character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big that would be like we play a D&D game and you find out, oh, it's Gorilla Grodd because <laughs> it's Mike's game. <laughs> I love Gorilla Grodd. It's true. It's like intense mystery. We have to solve these puzzles, but we find one banana peel. Yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. gorilla, gorilla grod. That's a that's a good red herring. Now I could give it's, you just leave banana peels everywhere. That's good. Um, Selena says she won't let him hurt the tiger, and he says, "Not here for the tiger," and she passes out. the The big guy then uh, takes her away, and then the night guardsman uh, sees that this gorilla man is taking Catwoman away, and uh, the girl sees him and snarls at him, and then he knocks the guard into the pit with the tiger, and the tiger growls. So once again, not a good day for the guards at the zoo. No, definitely not. All right, we cut to the Beret Rouge Club exterior. Bruce Wayne walks up to the windows and checks his watch. He pulls out his cell phone, which is just the handset from like a phone (laughs) with an antenna on it. We've seen this a few times. It's It's really weird. It's very funny. It's really, really weird. He calls Alfred. Bruce asks Alfred if he's heard from Selena, and Alfred says she hasn't called. Bruce is concerned because she's not there. Yeah, so uh, this was technically, by the way, not a date, apparently. They were, like, meeting for some kind of, like, charities reason or something like that. Yeah, but... But it's also obviously a date. It's obviously a date, but doesn't he know she's Catwoman? 
She he does. Yeah. So I guess that's not like. But she's a she's criminal. She's trying to reform herself, Mike. I forgot. In the previous episode, she did get out of prison because right. she defended those cats and she yes. did good things for Gotham. I get it. Yes. Yeah. He, and also, he's still very interested. Oh, of course. He's I, totally down. I'm going to put this out there. I don't think they're having sex. No. I think he's trying. Yeah, I think he's trying to get there. This is like, he's coming back on it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. But he knows something's up because she's at the zoo. He's like, oh, right. no. Yeah, I'm going to be home late. Yeah, yeah he's like, oh, it's going to be a late night. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We cut to the Gotham Zoo. The cops are questioning the guard. They apparently saved him just in time. The tiger would have ripped him apart. He tells the cops that about the guy who, quote unquote, looked like an ape. Bruce shows up. He looks into the tiger pit and he finds a trank dart. This is weird because, like, Bruce Wayne shouldn't be the one there. Who called the cops? I don't know. The guy fell into the tiger pit. Yeah. Who's calling the cops on that? The tiger? Zoo's after hours. There's a guy in here. He doesn't look great. I don't know. I guess not something to overthink. Listen. Yeah, what's Bruce Wayne doing there? I don't know. Bruce Wayne seems to get a pass wherever he goes because he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Also, I think we found out in, oh boy, way back in On Leather Wings, I think we found out Bruce Wayne owns the Gotham Zoo. Oh, yeah, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he does because he was giving... He was he giving owns, Langstrom owns, money to the bat house. Right, and he was talking to Dr. March, yeah. who was like annoyed that he had to like entertain Bruce Wayne yeah. just because he owns the zoo. Yeah, yeah. So Bruce Wayne owns the zoo. I believe Bruce I Wayne believe owns the zoo. If Bruce Wayne owns the or zoo. Or the Wayne Foundation owns the zoo. If Bruce Wayne owns and has oversight of the zoo, I do believe that they probably treat the animals pretty well. Bruce Wayne's this Bruce Wayne's pretty much a humanitarian. He's pretty much a good guy. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't apply that to all of our real world zoos. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Gotham Zoo in this show based on who Bruce Wayne is in this show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we cut to a lab. Selena is chained up to a table, and we see a large cat man <laughs> show up and snarl at Selena. That's, that's, this is Tigris. He sniffs. His name is Tigris. And then a generic evil scientist with red hair comes in. Selena accuses him of kidnapping, and he introduces himself as Emil Dorian. He's he okay? Yes, he is generic evil scientist, but he has a couple of little features. Yeah, like his face is very specific. Yeah, he's got like yes. the evil-looking red hair yeah, and yeah, the cane. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very like um, who who's like like Ivo almost like Ivo. Uh, or I mean, I guess he's like a bunch, bunch of different scientists, yeah. but like he he has a specific look. Yeah, definitely. I would actually say he's less generic than Professor Milo, who we see. Oh in, yeah, who we see again in the next episode, who we last saw in Cat Scratch Fever, which is also bad. He's, a he's only in bad episodes. He's a terrible villain. Yes, a whole awful, awful villain. I I will say to his credit, Emil Dorian is a better villain than yeah Milo. Yeah, uh, he uh, introduces Tigris, who is quote unquote his creation, and then we cut to seeing Tigris training in some sort of hallway with uh, the gorilla guy, who is now introduced to us as Garth. Garth was Dorian's first attempt at combining human and animal DNA. Didn't go that well. No, no. Didn't go that well. Clearly not very happy. This yeah. man, this he's monster. He's actually like a worse ape yes. or a worse person. Yeah. He's, like he didn't get any of the good stuff. No, he's not both a better ape and a better human. No. He's, he's the worst ape. of both. Yeah, he's he's way worse. We see Garth shooting at Tigris with a gun. Tigris dodges all this stuff. And then he kicks Garth over, takes his gun. Oh, this is real weird. Um... And also, like, why is Garth wearing, like, what I, I could only that describe note. as, like, 1930s poor people clothes? He's dressed like a hobo. I think it's so no one looks too closely at him, right? Because yeah. people don't really like to look at homeless people. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you're right. It's very much, though, like, it's poor people if they were on a musical. 
<laughs> right? right. Garth is in Hooverville. Yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Annie. From Annie. Yeah. I always love that. It's like, uh, how are we going to dress up the poor people? I'll put them in big coats and hats. So, yeah, just right. uh, clothes they don't really fit. It's all oversized. I'm um, seeing like a beige brown. Maybe a rip. Yeah, a couple rips. Maybe tears. Get one of them newsy caps. Yeah, yeah. They can't yeah. afford a regular hat. I'm the king of New York. So then um, Dorian says that Tigris is the pinnacle of his craft and that he designed him from scratch, which is funny because he's a cat. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good, um, good, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tigris has the strength and speed of a cat. Uh, clearly Dorian loves cats. And he says this all in like a very strange kind of obsessive way. He's working only though with cats. He's only worked with apes and cats. This dude <laughs> is not... Really weird duality. Not, not chosen anything in between. It's like, all right, we're going to work with apes. Uh, do you think they did this because they I think knew? he's worked with ape. Ape. You think it was just <laughs> was, one gorilla man? Yeah, he was like, all right, I'm going to try to make a gorilla man. Well, that's fucked up. I'm only going to work with cats from now you on. You think he didn't work with dogs because they knew the next episode they were working on was also a dog-related episode? Maybe. I will say, we do see a... Th- third or fourth creation in this episode right because we see yeah a cat. one with langstrom later and cat with wings uh, and then we see the cat with wings yeah which is pretty cool actually. yeah yeah it's pretty good yeah yeah that's 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 almost like that's almost like a griffin mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like a sphinx a sphinx yeah kind of both right well griffin's like oh, no, bird I'm, face I'm, I'm thinking manticore and sphinx is like i think a sphinx has a human face actually yeah, yeah, yeah. But... i'm thinking manticore oh okay manticore is like a lion eagle scorpion yeah yeah, right? I yeah. think that's exactly, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he intends for Selena to be his next subject because she's Catwoman. So, all right. Sure. It's, it's not like she was... It's, a bit... it's, a, it's such a leap. Like, I mean, it's, it's not it's like really she... really like, yeah. we need her specifically. Why? Well, because she's Catwoman. It's like, you could have taken any woman. I would like to have been in the boardroom or the, 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 the writer room <laughs> when they were like, hey, I got an, I got an idea. All right, what's the idea? We're going to... Let's turn Catwoman into a cat. All right, get Randy Rogel. Just, just, just get the bed. Get guys. Randy Rogel and Frank Power on that right yep, away. The powerhouse. Um, so like, yeah, it's not like she was bitten by like a radioactive cat or anything. She's just a woman who dresses like a cat. Spider a cat. cat. Spider, Spider cat. cat. He intends. Um, so she says he's crazy. She's right. Uh, Dorian says he's. She's been inoculated with the first dose, so I gather that trank that he, she got shot with was like the first dosage of this genetic alteration stuff, mm-hmm. and that he's going to uh, further the treatment. In a creepy silhouette, we see Dorian inject her again with like a gun auto-injector. Um, we, it's done in shadow, I think, for obvious reasons, because they're not going to show her actually get injected. Right. This reminds me of other episodes we've had where there's like a multi-step process yeah. to a chemical thing yeah, that yeah, Batman yeah. stops. Yeah, he this stops like, like three, um, three quarters of the way through. Yeah, or, poison ivy turning yep. people into trees, and uh, yeah, there's a couple things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Eternal Youth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's yeah Eternal Youth and all that stuff. Um, oh, same thing, uh, Joker, the Laughing Fish episode, same yes, thing. Yes, right, yeah. it was a, it's a dual compound. Right. All right, so we see him get him injector and the scene cuts. And this is actually, you know, I like this scene. In on the grand scheme of this episode, this is probably my favorite scene. Oh, the man bat yeah, scene. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, well, because yeah. it's the first time since on leather wings <laughs> that we've seen Kirk Langstrom. So we're back at Kirk Langstrom's lab. Yeah, this is the best scene. Yeah, yeah, and Batman. Oh, is, this is one of the yeah one, one of, of one of two that are acceptable yes, in this episode. Yes, Batman is testing the dart and found that it has a similar composition to the formula that made Kirk the the man bat. So I gotta tell you, after recording all these episodes. 
All Leather Wings is still up there. It's getting... It, it's, it's, it it kind of climbs. It's getting better, dude. It's getting better. It's getting better. Like, the simplicity... Got to admit, it's getting, getting better. better. It's, getting, it's better. getting better. All the time. Um, So, Batman's kind of being a little smug to Kirk. He is. Like, he's like, yeah, this is the stuff you messed around with, yeah, you idiot. You remember when you were fucking Bat? And then he looks mad. Yeah, he does. I think Kirk Langstrom is, resents Batman for not letting him be well, a Bat. we know that... Mike, Mike, very soon. Yeah, we got we like get, we got three three animal episodes in a row, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Man Bat's coming back very soon. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This was almost here to be like, hey, remember Man Bat? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, hey, remember this guy? And he was like, he's not happy. And I find it hilarious the juxtaposition there, where Batman's kind of shaming Kirk Langstrom a little bit for turning himself into a bat while he's dressed as a bat. Yeah. It's like it's like insult to injury, and Kurt Langstrom, I guess, is feels like he has to deal with this guy. I don't know. I yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so Langst- I think it was, it was a nice time to include Langstrom though. of course nice. because it's animal related genetic stuff. Right. Uh, Langstrom's test shows that Batman is right, and that it's the brainchild of Doctor Emil Dorian. Uh, the name of the formula is T ninety nine. Langstrom uh, uncovers a cage and takes out a terrified looking cat. Uh, it's like a cat monkey. Yeah, I yeah. I don't, I don't know, know what, what it is. It is. Um, out of the cage. It's one of Dorian's early experiments. I don't know why Kirk Langstrom has this, but he does. Well, it seems like they were colleagues at one point. Yeah. But I yeah. don't know how. Yeah. He tells Batman that Dorian has an island off the coast where he moved when people started like questioning his methods and what he was doing. Yeah. So now we find out, oh, island of Dr. Moreau. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Next scene, Batman flies in in the Batwing, and then he jumps out of the Batwing and uses his trusty Bat Glider to glide down. The glider's getting a lot of use lately. Yeah, man. We're seeing this glider a lot. Uh, this island, which is off the coast of Gotham, looks like a tropical island. It's a jungle island. Right. Well, Gotham's in South America, as yes, we know. Yes, yeah. yeah. Right by where the dinosaurs live in Costa Rica. Right. Absolutely. Um, however... Um, <laughs> Spend no expense. Yeah. <laughs> we have a T-Rex. It's uh, it's it's it, but it's in the northeastern United States, so you know if it's off the off the coast of New York, I guess Staten Island could get pretty rough every so often. Sure. Batman lands, and uh, what I can only describe as a bird cat. Yes. Flies cat, at Batman. Cat with wings. Cat with wings. Still pretty cute. Yeah, I like that. I like the cat with wings. I like the wing cat. Yeah, flies at Batman and off to what appears to be a fortress or a castle in the distance. Batman follows the cat and walks right up to the castle and grapples to the top. There was no security here on this island. No. We see the bird... They got, they got nothing. No, nothing. If this was the real island of Dr. Moreau, there'd be like animal people all over. Oh, yeah. They'd be, like, be, like, a, <gasps> they'd be like a man boar. Yeah, and seeing like, like fucking Batman like roaring at him and shit. See, I'd be all about Batman fighting a bunch of animal people for like 22 minutes. So, okay. If we script Doctor the episode, that is one way to go through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just like, you don't have him fight the weirdest, craziest stuff ever. Don't do the whole, you know, cat. Well, maybe, maybe don't turn Catwoman into a cat. Maybe Batman is put on a clock that he has to get there and get her the antidote before, before. Actually, take Catwoman totally out of the episode. Mm -hmm. He's going to turn into a bat. Yeah. Unless he gets the antidote in 20 minutes. And on his way, he has to fight all the other animal people. Yes. Perfect. And then some decide to be cured by him. But some decide to leave the world behind yeah. and become animal people yeah. permanently. And then, they ta- and then they take the island away from Dr. Dorian and it yeah. becomes Animal Island. This is... We did it. Yeah. We did, we're geniuses. This is it. We should have a show where we just pitch ideas to each other. I know. That's a forth. really good idea. Maybe that'll come back. Maybe we can do something at the end of the summer. Maybe there's like 60 episodes of the show I don't know what we would like call that. it. All right. I don't know. I would think... Um, 
How about that? Something? How about... I don't know. I don't know. All right. So then we see the bird cat again. Batman looks into the castle from a skylight. And we see Dorian working on his experiments. We then hear Garth, uh, sounding very Winnie the Poohish, say that the doctor didn't expect... Doesn't want unexpected guests. Garth picks Batman up by his head. <laughs> and we hear Dorian call it's to polite. him, bring him downstairs. And Garth, like, kind of upsettingly, like, oh. And then Batman punches Garth in the face, which I guess you can get away with because he's an ape man. And yeah, Garth just sucks. Yeah, Garth is bad at his job. There's only two characters in here. Yep. <laughs> and one of them sucks. Yep, 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 yep. He then grabs Garth and crashes through the skylight with him. And, like, Garth just gets rocked this whole episode. He gets beat up yeah. all day. And Dorian doesn't give a fuck about Garth. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care. And Dorian says, well, that's one way to do it. Yeah, Dorian's so, like, all right, Garth, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Super snarky. You stupid fuck. Dorian says that will be all, and Garth leaves. Uh, he tells Garth to go away. Garth looks very sad about this, but then Batman asks for Selina, and Dorian says he'll see Catwoman as he's never seen her before. With a good episode. Yes. Which, oh, uh, oh, sorry. He meant as a cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. We then see Catwoman as a cat woman. And Batman kind of freaks out. Yeah, he's pretty upset. He's I mean, not happy about wouldn't, this. Wouldn't you be? Yes. Batman then continues to freak out as Catwoman pounces around this kind of jungle enclosure like a cat. We have to acknowledge that she's apparently naked, but she's clearly wearing like fur. Yeah. Like you could see like a fur outfit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like she has like fur on her skin, but also she like has a fur dress or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. It's weird. Um, she's like tiger colored, so she's like orange yellow. And um and she's just running around a cat. This is this episode might is probably better than the film adaptation of the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Cats. It is better, yes. But most things are. Correct. No, the episode. I mean, on the scale of like, I would everything. still much rather Tiger. I would much rather watch Tiger Tiger than Cats. And I'm going to tell you this about Cats, the film. I saw it. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. You're, we're, okay. It's bad. It's yes. Like horrifically bad. Like eye bleedingly bad. Indeed. Indeed. I saw yeah. Cats in a theater with um, probably about 20 people, and I was there. Amanda was there, and there was a group of people who were also there who were there for the same reason. To see this movie and kind of mock it and laugh at it like me and Amanda were. But there was definitely a guy like two rows in front of us who was not having it. Oh, no. He, he like, was a real was, cat fan. He was a real cats fan. I think he was mad that we were mocking it. And he like got up and walked to the front of the movie theater. Uh, yeah. I mean, his fault. That's what you get for liking cats. That's what you get for trying to go see cats legitimately. Yeah. And not ironically that? like normal people. What I'm saying about cats is that when I say that cats is worse than most things, I don't mean most things in entertainment. You mean most things, things. period. Period. Like the development of the atomic bomb. That's pretty bad. You know... <laughs> Were you were you saying was everything on the table? Yeah, everything's on the table. All right, so I'm gonna include the atomic bomb. All right, I'm I'm gonna include Subway. Okay, as in the restaurant, Ebola. Uh, yeah, Ebola's Ebola's probably worse than cats. Is it? I think the flu might be better than cats. Okay, I would give the flu. Like, would you? Oh, listen. Okay, this is a real question. Would you rather have the flu, but you're getting awful work and you're still getting paid and everything? Yeah. You can how, basically do what you want, but you have the flu. How sick? How bad is this flu? Really bad day one. Pretty bad day two. I, you're out for about a week. I mean, it's just, it's pretty miserable. Okay. But again, you're off work. You're home. You're just kind of bed. I got all my stuff. You got all your stuff. I have my switch. You have your switch. I can play my switch in bed. Yes. Basically, Amanda has to take care of you, but you do feel sick. Okay. Or watch cats once. 
Mm. You're taking a week off work. I think you're taking the flu. Yeah, me too. I think. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I don't want to watch Cats again. No. I've seen it. No. No. Anyway. Uh, Dorian, back to the episode. Dorian then says that uh, Catwoman only needs one more injection and the process will be complete. Obviously putting the show not really on a clock, but also kind of on a clock. Tigress also would like to give her an injection. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. learned about that a lot in this episode. That's right. Yeah. That's his driving force. So I don't see his. It's like all tucked up in him, I guess. Yeah, well, you know. I don't know. Uh, maybe Where to go? I don't know. I don't know how cats work. Batman grabs Dorian by the collar and demands that he reverse the transformation or Batman is going to do something bad. And then Batman is grabbed by the head by Tigress, who's a big cat person. And then Tigress throws Batman away and helps Dorian up. He then notices Catwoman for the first time. Uh, Tigress does. And uh, we get a very, um, yeah. Mm. There's a, there's it's, a thing. It's sensual. Yeah, there's a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some animal love stuff here. It, uh, it's weird, folks. It's really weird. And I'm sorry, we just all have to go through this together. He wants to show her his heavy side layer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Catwoman rejects his look, his advance, uh, or his look. And then Batman gets up and makes the correct inference that Tigers is just another example of Dorian's genetic tinkering. Dorian calls Tigers the ultimate life form. He and Batman square off, Tigers and Batman. Dorian then brings up Blake's poem, Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright, in the forest of the night. Tigress then lunges at Batman, scratching him in the chest, and Catwoman reacts and defends Batman. She commands Tigress to stop. Dorian then calls Tigress off and tells Catwoman to go back into the enclosure. Batman asks Selina to come with him so he can help her. Dorian then demands Tigress take Batman outside. Batman and Tigress now they fight again. Dorian calls Garth to intervene. The ape man hops down with a net and then Catwoman warms Batman and the net misses him because he dodges and she's caught in the net. This is interesting to Dorian as he remarks that Catwoman's bestial side is not as dominant as he thought. Well, yeah, dude. She's yeah, just... She's, a, she's a, a person with yeah, fur. Yeah. What the fuck do you want? Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially like they, they glued a bunch of fur to her. Yeah. Because she doesn't really move that differently than regular Catwoman either. No. No. They really didn't do their work here. No. The, the, the transformation is not complete. It's not. No. This is they like... They needed some Idris Elba on the set. They needed that and they needed uh, they needed, they needed uh, Mendelstrom. Mendelstrom would have handled this. Mendelstrom. Back to formula. Oh my God. <laughs> Gaunt. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> um, wow. All right. So uh, he commands Garth to remove Catwoman. Uh, which Garth does. And then Tigress obviously is not happy. And Batman threatens Dorian again. So Batman's threatening everyone this episode. Everyone's getting the bat threat. Dorian wants to make a deal. If Batman can best Tigress, he will give Batman the antidote for Catwoman's transformation. How do I know that I could trust you? I don't remember what he says. He just says you don't. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> it was so kind of cool. Batman is left to just go off into the jungle. And that... <laughs> And that Tigress is going to hunt him down. We get a little of the world's most dangerous game here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of most dangerous game. Not very good. No, no, not very good. And of course, the best retelling of that is anything with Craven the Hunter. Oh, of course. I mean, Craven's Last Hunt is still probably the best right. Spider-Man uh, series ever. See, that's the Craven I want to see. That's not the Craven we're getting nope. in this new movie coming out with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. That that because Craven, you want to see Craven, you want to see like a just a. Russian guy, he's just fucking bored. He's hunted everything. 
Well, like, I need a truly great hunt. Oh, Spider-Man. Here's here's what I would have done with Spider-Man 3 if they didn't do the multiverse and all the, the Peter Parkers and stuff, which I loved. The multiverse of sadness. Yeah, the multi, multiverse of sadness. Which is what I call the third Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it's a lot of sad. <laughs> Everyone's so sad. If Spider-Man's identity is out in the, in the world and Craven wants to hunt the best thing he could possibly hunt, and then you can also include the chameleon... Mm-hmm. The chameleon can transform into Spider-Man and wreck Peter Parker's life while Craven can wreck Spider-Man's life. Yeah. That's pretty good. That would have been good. What but also, they didn't do that. What also I wanted to see is I wanted Spider-Man to be buried. Now, I think in the Spider-Man 2 video game that comes out this year, Spider-Man starts the game with the the black costume, with the alien symbiote costume, and Craven's the villain, or That's one great. of the villains. So I, I think what will probably happen is I think Craven's going to bury him and then you play as Miles while Peter's buried. Oh, cool. Yeah, because you split. You split between the two characters. Anyway, That'd be this awesome. is, I want to see Craven the Hunter as like a hunter, not as whatever. This stu- I don't know why they're making that stupid Craven movie. It's going to be terrible. It because looks so bad. Sony's just destroying our hopes and dreams. Yeah, no. I do... Sony does one thing well. They do the animated Spider-Man movies well. Inver- incredibly Miles, well. And everything else they do is fucking bullshit. I can't believe they're doing a Madam Web movie. Neither can they. Yeah, I, I mean... And it will make no money. No, no money. They'll have a Spider-Woman in it. We know that. Great. Yeah, whatever. All right, so Tigress is set to hunt down Batman in the jungle. Batman runs off. uses some smoke bombs to kind of disorient Tigress. They almost also almost knock him out, but then Tigress continues to pounce at Batman. Yeah, Tigress is, like, unstoppable. Yeah, he's a way. big, giant cat. Batman, man. like, almost defeats him, like, three times. He's like, no, I'm fine. He's like Cat Hulk. Right. Uh, in the enclosure... <laughs> Uh, in the enclosure, we see Catwoman and Garth. Garth goes to shoot her with the final dose of the whatever, and Garth loads up his gun. But Catwoman, she uh, relents. She says she won't fight them. Garth shoots at her. She dodges, and Catwoman escapes. But apparently, well, Garth is basically like, "Don't trust this bitch." Yeah, yeah, don't trust her. She's and then uh, Dorian's like, "It's yeah, whatever." She she can't go anywhere. She's on an island, which is true. Cats aren't good swimmers, I guess. I mean, they can swim, but that's not the point. It's just an island. It's yeah. off the coast of Gotham City, allegedly. Allegedly. In the tropics. I'm sure there's a boat. Back to Batman and Tigress. They're wrestling. They fall off a cliff. Batman uses him to break his fall. Batman shoots him with a net. We hear Tigress go, no. And then Batman's like, you can talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Batman the whole time was looking at Tigress like, this fucking guy talks. <laughs> I know he talks. He definitely could talk. My father taught me. McCavity, McCavity, there's no one. And then he sings that song. McCavity. Um, yeah, oh, if, if Idris Elba in that movie. Mm-hmm. Him, Judy Dench. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. James Corden. James Corden. Oh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. These poor people. These poor people. They all did it too. They did. Yeah, Jason Derulo. You know what? I know that they get to live in luxury for all their lives and like, you know, they get to like date beautiful people and like, you know, they basically have like all their needs cared for them, yeah. you know, but like they were in cats. It's just dude. not worth it. They had to do cats. Dude, they were in cats. Yeah, they were in cats. Yeah, yeah I know. I I well, like I said. <clears throat> he so when Tiger says my father taught him, Batman refers to his father as a test tube, which is a very nice thing to say uh, to a giant cat man. Yeah. Tigress was told by Dorian to destroy Batman, and with Batman gone, Selina will love him. Batman disagrees, because he knows Selina loves him. Does Selina know that Batman's Bruce Wayne at this point? No, right? Well, it was sort of hinted at us that she knew, but they kind of walked it back, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we cut back to Catwoman. She's leaping, searching for Batman. 
while Batman is crossing one of those awful jungle rope bridges. Yeah. Tigress follows. They had to have that too. Uh, of course. He escapes. Tigress jumps across the bridge, making it unstable. Batman throws a batarang, which cuts the bridge. It like cut one little rope to yeah. and the whole bridge. And the was whole bridge fucked. is I done. I was like, wait a second. Hey, man, listen. I expected in my life, based off the cartoons I watched as a kid, that I was going to come across rope bridges and quicksand way more frequently. Way more. Also, Emil Dorian, it's like, dude, you have like a villain island. Like, get a better bridge. You think he would have built a better bridge? Yeah, like, what, you, you're really keeping that shitty rope bridge around? Like, he could have brought in a metal bridge. This guy makes cat people. Maybe just like the aesthetic. He just Maybe that song. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gasoline! <laughs> Put an fire with gasoline. <laughs> so the the the, bridge the song's spray. called Cat People, right? I didn't imagine that. I think so. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's, pro- the, it's got a parentheses yeah, in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rope begins to fray as Batman hurries to the other side. Then Tiger le- Tigress leaps and grabs Batman, puts more stress on the bridge. The bridge breaks. They both fall. Back to falling. We have a commercial cut. Batman falls onto one of those like what I can only describe to be cliff branches. Mm. That seems to be sticking out of every cliff in a move in any cartoon where a hero is falling right off a mountain. Right. Well, the mountain knows the hero is falling, so yes. it produces some it, of those. It does. It does. Tigers dives at Batman, but Batman's dodges, sending Tigers further into the pit below. Uh, he should have died. He does not. Did Batman know this? Did he kind of like let him die? It's kind of weird for Batman. I, I to be honest with you, human, I didn't so I remember know. this episode that well, and I was like, I think Tigers dies here. Yeah, but he doesn't. But he doesn't. Batman then, he's back in the jungle. Catwoman finally finds him. She approaches him, telling him that Dorian let her escape because there's no way off this island. And then Tigress intervenes a third time. He's back. How did he live? We don't know. He snarls at Batman in some kind of toxic masculine standoff. They're like, we're fighting for this girl. Yeah, it is like that. It's exactly what it is. It's definitely two dudes trying to fight over the same woman. It's kind of gross. Um, Catwoman gets in the way again. She commands Tigress to stop. Tigress asks why. He says that Batman is his enemy, and when he's defeated, Catwoman would love him. No. Tigress. I can't be one like that. But you can't be one. But not like that. Not like that. I would do anything for love, but I won't do cat. Nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for but I won't be a cat. Oh, that's better. No, no, no. I won't be a cat. We've lost our minds covering this fucking episode. I've lost Mike, my mind. We've talked more about. Get us to the end of this talked, episode. We've talked more about cats than the episode. We, the listeners want out. Let's you, just finish. Uh, but you know, if you got invited to the Jellicle Ball, Fuck. would you go? No, no. I would. Let's finish the episode, please. You know, Jennifer Hudson was really oh sad. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Miguel, Miguel. She's snot all over her face. Um. Catwoman then appeals to his feelings, and Tigers realizes that she will never love him, that she loves Batman instead. Dorian is now disappointed in Tigers when Tigers returns. He slaps him across the face in disappointment. How are you fucking slapping a seven-foot-tall cat, man? Maybe he thinks because he's his father. No, he he's going to get eaten. Yeah, he's going to He's going to die. He should have killed Batman, torn him limb from limb, and then Tigress says he's not food. 
Nor is he Tigress's enemy. And Batman says he's right. Yeah. And he demands the antigen. Batman and Catman are hanging out. Batman just wants to antigen. Batman and Garth now fight yeah, again. Yeah, Garth, Garth gives it one more shot. One more shot. He's like, third time's a charm. Batman goes for Dorian, but Tigress protects him. It doesn't matter. He's my father. He gave my life. Catwoman notices Dorian has pulled a gun and calls out to Batman. Dorian aims the gun at Catwoman. Tigress grabs the gun. And he snarls at Dorian. He throws the gun through the window. The window shatters. Tigress then Donkey Kongs this whole place. <laughs> Right. Grabs a big old he just barrel. He starts blowing everything he's, up. He's throwing barrels and stuff. Stuff's blowing up. Which I'm pretty sure is also how the island of Dr. Moreau ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, th- everything explodes. Uh, there's some sort of green stuff on the floor that lights. And, uh, yeah. Right. It becomes the Quantum of Solace hideout. Yeah, it's, it's just the whole place is made of explosives. Yeah. Yeah. People fight for that movie. Um, mm, everything explodes. Shouldn't. I don't. Uh, Tigers then continues to wreck the lab. Dorian only wanted Tigress to be strong, so he picks up something heavy and uses it to destroy the lab, showing him just how strong this Tiger Man is. Yeah. The castle continues to explode. Catwoman and Garth leave. Everything blows up. While Catwoman assumes Tigress had died, we see him leave carrying the body of Dr. Dorian. Dr. Dorian also is not dead. He leaves He leaves him at Batman's feet saying, he needs help. Yeah, so Batman's going to get this guy some help and arrest him. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's going to call the Batwing. He does. Uh, he says, like, uh, standard evacuation yeah, code three or something whatever. like that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, he's got to evac. Catwoman is concerned that the antidote was destroyed, and then Tiger says it wouldn't be so bad. Try to appeal to her one more time. She could stay there with him. Catwoman wants to be human despite dressing like a cat. She doesn't actually want to be a cat. She misses Isis. And, uh, yeah, probably, probably also Maven. You know what? At the end of the day, do you know who Tiger should have been with? Who? Kirk Langstrom. That's right. Because he would have been like, you want to join me on my island? Kirk Lynch was like, fuck yeah, I want to be a bat forever. That's the episode we need now. Bat forever. Bat forever. That's the island we need now. Langstrom, Tigress. Yeah. Pick the people that actually want to be animals forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad because Garth, I don't think, gets the reverse suit transformation. No, Garth is fucked. No, nah, he's just the gorilla man for the rest <laughs> of his life. never see him again. And he's not even a good gorilla man. He's the no, least he's of like, the gorilla he's men. He's like a little stronger than a person. Yeah, but he's, he's like not as strong as a gorilla. In terms of all of <laughs> all of the gorilla-related superheroes and supervillains, Garth is at the bottom. He's the bottom. He's, he's below the gibbon. He's below the gibbon. <laughs> he's below gorilla man. He's well below gorilla grod. He's well below gorilla grod. And okay. without a doubt, he's way, way below possibly my favorite detective chimp detective chimp detective chimp detective chimp is of course is the best detective chimp is better than almost all characters (laughs) not just in comics (laughs) in all literature detective chimp is so high on my list of characters that excite me he's within 10 of christ yeah yeah oh definitely (laughs) definitely characters in a book it's like jesus sherlock holmes darth vader detective chimp he's up there he's up there superman batman yep this that's what this show needs more of this show needs more Detective Chimp. Oh, my God. Listen, I wish there had been a more successful show that featured Detective Chimp at all. I Because I would have watched that very regularly. Imagine, like, that's that's the cartoon. Imagine a successful Justice League Dark show. That? A successful one. On top of that, imagine, like, an occult-style Batman show where it's like Batman in the Shadow Pact. It would be good. But the problem is, again, Batman working with people consistently always ends yeah. up being like, this is not as good, just Batman working yeah. alone. You're you right. Know? Justice League Dark just as a show by itself. Yeah. I'd watch it. But with occasional cameos by Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Catwoman takes the antidote. Tigers had the antidote in his hands when he like went to go meet with Catwoman, so he gives her the antidote. Uh, she calls him to come with them, saying there's nothing for you here. And then Tigers leaves them. In, in a very sad scene saying, there's nothing for me anywhere. 
It's like, oh, yeah. that's kind that's of That's actually a really good moment. Yeah, and it's a, real, it's a real shame. You actually do feel for the character. And then to wrap up the episode, we see the ruins of the island as Batman recites the William Blake poem, or at least the first stanza, the tiger. Uh, tiger, tiger, burning bright. We see Tigris pretty much mimicking the title card of this episode on top of that mountain as we fade to credits. Yeah. And boy... The last moment is good. That that last moment into the stanza yeah, is good. Yeah, is good. Is good. Uh, my closing thoughts on this episode are just, oh boy, not good. Yeah, it's bad. I it's mean, it's bad. bad. It's it's. I think it's bottom ten. I think it, you know, it's easily oh, yeah. it's easily at the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah. It is not good. This was not an enjoyable watch. Right. Um. It's definitely. Um, it's I'm, still not the worst episode. I still think it gets beaten by other things. But. You know, what my worst episode is. Yours is the forgotten, or no, no. Yours, it was um, prophecy of doom. Prophecy of doom. Prophecy is of bad. doom is so bad. It's pretty bad. I kind of get down to the forgotten and uh, the underdwellers, but because they're incredibly bad. Oh, because they're horrific. Yeah, this is worse than both of those. You think Tiger Tiger's worse? Tiger Tiger's bad. I'm not going to fight with you. I think it's bottom ten material. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah, it's it's. But awful. actually, so this last moment with um, Tigress. I don't think that I have as much empathy for anyone in any of those episodes we just named yeah. as I do have for Tigris here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the fact that we don't see him again yeah. actually helps his story yeah. of being like, yeah, there's this tragic creation on an island somewhere. He has no one. He's totally alone. Yeah, he's completely alone. And I will say this much. I think this one might actually be better than Moon of the Wolf. If maybe by a hair. I don't know. Uh... I think I like Moon of the Wolf better, but it's it's not like it's a big fight. No. I mean, these are both bad, bad episodes. Bad, bad, bad. All I right. like Moon of the Wolf a little better because I think like the wolf is pretty scary. In oh, Moon of the wolf. yeah. It's a good werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good werewolf. Well, this is definitely uh, one of the bottom episodes of the show. So thank you all for going on that cat-related journey with yeah. us, Meow. And uh, as we said before, and we'll say it again, next time we're going to be covering Moon of the Wolf. Are you ready? Oh! Oh! Thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tastic Cast for Jordan Hugh. I'm Mike Staub. Thank you, and see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Now. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Batman Tastic Cast. If you want to continue to support the show, please give us a five star review on the podcatcher of your choosing or leave a review, write something. Something nice if you can, and if you don't want to leave something nice, well, uh, we'll take a look at the bad comments, too. You can find us on social media at BatmanTasticCast, or if you want to reach out to Jordan and I independently on social media, you can find us out there in the world if you want to talk about more stuff involving Batman. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.